Welcome to the Nutrition Burnout Podcast, your home for food and body obsession. I'm your host, Christy Brown, founder and creator of Intuitively Strong. All right, everybody, welcome to Nutrition Burnout, your podcast for everything you need to end binge eating and trust yourself around food again. So I have a very, very special guest with me today. He is actually one of my good friends. We met on Instagram as all of us do nowadays, and we kind of just connected and had this really good relationship. I want you to meet Mark Breeden. You strength train for women, right, Mark? Yep. Pretty much exclusively. Awesome. Okay. This is great. Cause that is my basis of my community is women who a lot of women just want to be stronger. They want to be at this place where they can start working out for performance. But a lot of women, as we all do, we didn't grow up with that mindset. We grew up with this mindset of you have to stay in the scale. You have to look a certain way. You have to weigh this amount. And sometimes it can impede our training and actually not make us go for strength training, but become cardio bunnies. And we're just, we're, we're hating that. So I'm so glad you're here because we're going to dive deep into this subject and Mark, tell us more about yourself, who you are, what you do. Tell us, tell us your story. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. So, um, like Chris, said, my name is Mark. I'm an online strength coach for women. I have what's known as like a weight neutral approach to training, which for those who haven't heard of that before, um, I don't work in weight loss or aesthetics in like any capacity. We don't do weigh-ins. We don't do transformation photos. Um, we're really just focused on like making you stronger, which can mean like a bunch of different things and just like building healthier habits. But we're, we're not focused on like making you look a certain way or like what you're supposed to weigh on the scale. Like that's all kind of removed. We really just want you to be like a strong, badass lifter. So like, that's like what I'm like very, very focused on. Um, yeah, that's what I do. I love it. And it's so true, Mark, because I've worked with you in the past. And when I got your intake form, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to put my weight down and all that. And I'm like, even though it's not what I want to do, there was nothing like that on there. It was all about, you know, how much water do you drink in a day? What's your current schedule? Like, what do you want it to be? What are your goals? And it was oddly refreshing. I'm like, this is so nice. Like it really, he really is not. I remember texting and be like, this, you're really not weight-based. This is awesome. Yeah. I, I haven't asked for a weight in, I don't know, like three years now, three plus yeah. years. Like that's just like a, yeah, it's, it's just, it's not, it's not needed for the training. It's like, it doesn't change. If I know you're 180 or 220, it's not like, it doesn't really like, it's, it's just not useful for like the training and especially for what we're focused on. So, yeah. Exactly. So now you never started like this, right? You started in the aesthetics world. Tell us about that and how you were back in that lifestyle. Yeah. So that was, you know, even for like my own training before I became a trainer that like, you know, it was very aesthetics focused. I was 18. I, you know, um, had like kind of like low self-esteem, low self-confidence. And I thought that like, you know, getting big arms would change that. Or I thought like looking a certain way would change that. And I trained like that for, I'm going to say like four or five years. Um, it didn't do what I wanted to do. Uh, it really just created like unnecessary comparison traps to other people. Um, you know, you, you never quite have the right look and, you know, it didn't really give me the self-esteem confidence that I was looking for. And then, you know, about five years in, um, I started training for strength, specifically powerlifting at the time. Um, and I found that the journey was just like much more rewarding. It was more about what my body could do as opposed to like what it's supposed to look like. And so that was really refreshing. And, you know, I, I don't do powerlifting anymore, but like, 
Uh, my training is still very focused on strength as well as like the women that I work with. Um, and when I originally started training people, it was like, you know, for weight loss, for aesthetics. And I noticed that like that journey is like very emotional. You really like ride or die on the scale. You're always going for a certain look. Um, you really frown upon like getting older is what I've noticed as well is that like, like getting in your thirties was like an emotional journey because you no longer look like how you look like in your twenties. And the, uh, it just didn't seem like a good journey to be on. And it didn't seem very like sustainable because the people who stick with training, they have like, they found a way to enjoy it. They like the process, they like the results and that the aesthetics was almost about like what you didn't have. And so I, you know, over time switched over to kind of like more of like a strength training approach. Like, well, instead of, you know, getting you your summer bod, let's focus on like getting you your first pull-up or deadlifting your body weight or things like that. And the journey just seemed like better. They seemed to enjoy it more. Um, weight fluctuations, whether they noticed it or not, didn't seem like a big deal. And like, even if they had weight loss or aesthetic goals, by adding strength into the focus, the, the training was just like more enjoyable and they just stuck with it for longer. And I think that's, you know, kind of what we want is that we don't really want, you know, we don't want you to be super hardcore into training for like six months. We want you to train for life. Right. And like this approach just seems to be better at letting people, it, it's easier to stick with. It's easier to let people train for life. And, um, yeah, I, I, overall, I think it's just like a better experience, like both for me as a trainer, as well as like the woman that I work with, they seem to like love it a lot more. So you touched on something that is very near and dear to my heart and my listeners hearts that this journey is emotional. It's emotional as fuck. Like everybody yep. who I you know, work with my clients, who I speak with, this journey is so emotional. So when you talk about, and, and we don't want it to be, that's the thing about women nowadays We're we're taught to do everything and be everything. And I know in the males world, you guys are taught a whole nother set of rules here, but that's the thing is that, you know, you're trying to look a certain way, be a certain way, do it all, but you have to be strong. Now being a woman means being strong and doing everything and multitasking until you die. And mm -hmm. that's, I think where a lot of emotion comes in with this. So when women come to you, you know, how do they make that transformation? Cause I think a lot of my listeners, that's the biggest thing they have is they want to get to that place where I want to work out for strength training goals. I want to put more weight on the bar, but I am so scared to gain weight. What is your take on that? Like, how do you help your clients through that with that emotional journey of I'm so scared to gain weight, but I also want to work out and, and switch that mindset from the scale to more bars. <laughs> Well, yeah. No, and, and that's, and that's totally fair. And I think like, it, even for me, it was a journey. It wasn't just like, you know, one day I started lifting heavier and it was like a, it was a change. And I think like, that's unrealistic for anyone to consider that it's going to be a journey. I think one of the things that really helps is you have to make a new goal. I think that there is for people who are weight neutral, I think there's a lot of talk about like what not to train for. And like, that's fine. That can be part of the conversation, but what ends up happening is that, okay, you remove the motivator to work out. And now they just don't work out. You need to replace it with something else. And so like, what is a goal that would mean something to you that would feel badass, that would feel fun to do because fun also matters. Like the people who stick with training are the ones who enjoy it. Like, you know, discipline is overrated. And what you need to do is find out, okay, I'm not training for the way on the scale anymore. I'm going to train to deadlift my body weight or to feel strong in everyday life, whatever it might be for you. Like there's no 
wrong answer, but I think you need to have like something new to shoot for. That is probably like the biggest change that I think you can do that would like really, really help. Um, I think also like if you are getting help, whether it's following people online, whether it's like a coach, et cetera, find someone who's like aligned with what your new goal is. It's really hard to move away from the weight on the scale. If everyone you follow is focused on the weight on the scale or that the coach that you have is also focused on the weight on the scale. And I think like, you know, it's, it's your, it's hard to like focus on this new journey if everything around you is not focused on that journey. So, and like, I'm just big on like, listen, like if this person no longer aligns with your new goals, like just unfollow them, like don't look at their stuff anymore. Like maybe they were helpful at one point, but you're on a new journey now. Um, I think that's like super helpful as well. Um, and yeah, so I think those are the big two things that work for most people, but I will say that like, you know, it's not just going to be like, okay, now I no longer care about the weight on the scale. Right. Like that's like the, you know, it's, it's going to take some time, but, um, those two things seem to really help out the process. Yeah, absolutely. Cause this, it is, it takes a long time. This is such a journey and I, we're in a world of six minute abs and, you know, a three day cleanse. So something like this seems like bullshit. It's like, I, I don't want to take the time to do that, but yet then things get worse and they get worse and then they get worse. So right. it, it's, it's so true when we start training for, cause that was something I always had trouble with was how do I train and, and love it at the same time. Like I used to love it because it was just a habit. I woke up at 4 30 AM, went to the gym, got my two hours in a day. And, and that was it. But I also went to bed at 8 PM, missed out on that time with my husband that night, you know, like it was all those things that there's a cost to that. So when I started getting back into the things that I loved, it's like, I started getting back into tennis again. <laughs> like that was one of my favorite things. And now I'm like, Oh, strength training can actually help that. And I still go back to your workouts and I still use the things that you gave me because they were so helpful in, in building that strength for my performance, for my tennis performance. So it's no longer about, Oh, I need to get these, you know, biceps in and, you know, all these arbitrary muscles that, you know, are basically trophy wife muscles. Cause they didn't do anything. They were just there for looks, you know, Yeah, they were just big and pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. They didn't do anything. These muscles, like I, my husband's like, Hey, help me move this. You're strong. And I would do it. And I couldn't do it. It was just, <laughs> they did nothing. So now, you know, it's even working with you. My deadlift got incredibly stronger, especially with the different methods that you use, like the fat grip training that we did and different things for me personally, cause I know you personalize it to each client, but, um, and their needs. So when you talk about, you know, going through, and I guess you were talking about changing progress markers from the scale to, um, to, you know, adding more weight to your deadlift or doing your first pull up. Um, tell me some of the ways that you kind of begin walking your clients through that. So you talked about the progress marker. Yeah. Okay. So now my goal is to do my first pull up, or I want to do five push ups in a row, right. Without, without stopping, without on my knees or anything like that. So now let's say, you know, you've got a client who's, who's stuck in this kind of gauntlet of, all right, my body weight isn't changing. Maybe I've gained a pound or two or that, but I've got my first pull up now, where do they go from here? Like, what's the next step after that? Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, I think it's important that they pick the journey as opposed to like me picking the journey because they're the one who's going to do the training. They're the one who has to like stick with the program. So I try not to push like any particular like agenda on them or anything along mm -hmm. those lines, because at the end of the day, like if they're going to stick with this long-term, they're going to have to pick the goal and the goal can change over time. Like that's like, there's no problem with that, but they need to choose that goal themselves because it'll make it more fun to train. It'll have more purpose to them. 
um, and then going from there. And I, I think, you know, to kind of answer your question, like, how do we keep going once they have like a goal? I think it's good to have like a structured strength training plan. Um, one, cause like they can see the results from that. Where like for you, like you didn't have to, you know, believe I didn't have to convince you that you got stronger. Like it was clear you got stronger because like the weights increased, you mm-hmm. could see like, okay, like I was doing this much weight, um, for five reps on week one. And now I'm doing that like 50 pounds more at like week eight, um, for things like that. Like, you don't, you don't need me to convince you like the numbers say it themselves, which is great. Um, and there is, you know, one of the nice things about strength training in general is that it's, um, you can tell when you're getting better at it, which is like really rewarding that you can see those little success because like you're, you're slowly adding weight or you're adding reps to an exercise. Whereas like training for aesthetics is always like a little subjective because it's always like, do I look better now? Like, it's always kind of like, you know, there's, um, people try to quantify it, but it doesn't, it, it's not as easy to quantify as like, you know, am I, am I lifting more weight as opposed to like, do I look better than I looked before, um, is always like kind of subjective. So I think one of the things that we have to like focus on as well is like, also like a little bit of grace as well, is that like, if your body does change, which it will in life, like, let's keep it real. Like, you know, you can, people, people age. All right. Like it happens, like it's going to happen. Like, I don't care what diet intervention program you're on, like your body changes and that's fine. Um, but giving yourself a little bit of grace with that on that, like, you know, like your body is going to change. Like, it's not like, I don't care who you hire as a coach. Like it's going to be part of the process and that's not a bad thing. Like it's going to be something that happens and to like learn to be okay with that, which again, like is, you know, easier said than done, but like, you know, focusing on, you know, just accepting like, Hey, as I get older, there are going to be some things that are going to change. That doesn't mean that I'm bad or I've like, you know, messed up or anything along those lines, but like being okay with like, yeah, it's going to change. Um, and you know, I, what I need to focus on is like getting stronger and like building healthy habits. And then if I do that, you know, what my body looks like is like less relevant than like maybe what I thought it was. Yeah. Now I'm curious and I'm going to ask you a total on the spot question because yeah. I know you're good at this, but coming from a male's perspective, and I think this is what all of my female listeners are really interested in right now, coming from a male perspective. Okay. You have a phenomenal girlfriend. I love her to death. She is absolutely incredible by all means. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, She is incredible. And you often work out together with her. And I love that. I think that's so great. But when you talk about, you know, women, and I remember being in that position of almost when I gained weight to heal my relationship with food, scared to walk into my gym. Like Mm. I, I look different. Uh, people are going to think that I, you know, I, I lost myself that I gave up on myself that I, you know, went off plan and did all those things. So coming from a male's perspective, and I know you have a lot different perspective because you work in the weight neutral land, you know, you're here, this is what you do. But when women are so scared to gain weight, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like if you were to see a woman come into the gym and, you know, obviously I like if you were to see me, I gained a solid 40 pounds, you know, coming and I had to, cause I was at a very lean, lean and very unhealthy place. But, you know, what are your thoughts when you, you see someone afraid to walk into the gym because they're afraid of weight gain coming from, I'm very interested from not a trainer perspective, but a male perspective, your thoughts on that. Yeah. Okay. So I think there's like a couple of like mini questions in there. So I'm going to like try my best. So the first is like getting into the gym. So 
as a trainer and I guess like as a male myself, like the last thing that I'm going to do is like give value to that body change in any capacity. I'm not going to say like, it's fine. I'm not going to say like, it's bad. Like for me personally, like I don't comment on the looks of the women that I work with. Um, I just think that's like inappropriate in general. It seems like very common in the personal training world, but I, I personally think it's, um, it's very weird as a healthcare professional to be like, wow, you look better. Like, it's still weird. Like, that's like, I still like, I don't care who you like. It's like, it's very common in personal training, but like, I actually think it's like a really awkward thing for like what should be a healthcare professional to like, to do. So that would be like the first thing. Um, so I'm not going to give like value to that, but I'm going to point out like other things that are going well, like you're getting your workouts in, you're enjoying training more, you like strength training. Um, you know, you're getting stronger and you can see it for yourself. Like those are the things that I'm going to put value on. Um, the gym, unfortunately is like, can be kind of an intimidating place, especially if you don't have that certain look. Um, I know for myself, like I have a home gym, but I went to a gym uh, a couple of weeks ago and I felt old and I'm 29. So like, that's like, you know, so like the gym skews like very young uh, and kind of like a certain look. And so I understand if you're 35 getting back into the gym for the first time that like the gym might not be as comfortable of a space as you would like it to be. Um, what I will say about that is that people who seem to get to their third or fourth workout the gym becomes less intimidating. And the reason for that being is that you kind of realize that like, no one cares about your workout in like a good way. Like no one, like everyone's doing their own thing. You can do your thing. Like as long as you're not bothering anybody for the most part, um, people don't really focus on your training at all. And like, that's like a good thing. So you can like do what you want and then go from there. And I think that there's like, I don't want people not to go to the gym because I think it like has a lot of value. If you want to do the home gym thing, there's like a lot of pros and cons to that. Um, but I understand that that's like a lot of money up front as like kind of an example, if you want to do the home gym thing. So if you go to the gym, I think you need to feel like you, there's going to be some bravery. There's, there's nothing that I, I wish I could tell you that like, Oh, just do this one trick and it'll feel like home. Like you kind of have to go like, I'm going to say like three or four workouts kind of ease into it. Um, I like to use what's known as the five minute rule, which um, I didn't make this rule, but the five minute rule is I'm going to give it five minutes. And then if I don't want to be there, I can leave. And then kind of the idea that like, for a lot of people, the hardest part is the start, like getting to the gym or getting their workout started. So the five minute rule kind of like makes that first step less daunting. Um, after five minutes, you can either be like, well, I'm already here. I might as well finish the workout. Or you can be like, okay, I've done five minutes. I can go home and you got a little workout in. So that's fine. Um, I've noticed that's helpful for like getting your workout started. Um, yeah. That's like, did that answer your question? There was like, it, a lot of many it questions did. in there. It did. I know there's a lot of levels to that, but that there's a lot of good, good, good things in there too about you're right. You know, and I've used that five minute rule too. And I remember just rolling up to the gym one morning at 4 30 AM and just crying in my car. Cause I did not want to be there, but I had to, I had to, mm. and I was literally bawling. Cause I just, I wanted to sleep. I, I was so overworked and undernourished at that point in time that I was just bawling my eyes out, but I went in and it was one of those workouts where it did not feel good afterward because I just needed a break and I didn't give it to myself. So allowing yourself that abundance you know, that's kind of like what we talk with, with binge eating. Like if you allow abundance, if you're like, I can have this food, this food is never going away. 
right? Instead of thinking, okay, this is the last time I'm going to get it. Diet starts Monday, you know, got to start all over again. It's, it brings that intensity around the food. It's probably the same thing with that workout, that five minute workout. If I'm there, I'm already here. I can go home if I want, but no, I'm going to stay, you know, usually you do, which is great. Yeah. And if you really don't want to be there, you were there for five minutes, you're still getting used to it. Yeah. You have to give yourself permission to choose either. It's not like you're tricking yourself to stay. No, 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 exactly. And, and I've done both. I've done it to where I've left and I felt better because I left and I've, I've went there and finished a workout. Like, no, I can get through this. And I did, and it felt better, but it was Mm -hmm. that one time that, you know, I just, it was too much. And I didn't listen to my body or myself, which we're told not to, we're we're always told, especially as former athletes and people who, you know, go through this. And I know you don't talk to yourself as an athlete, but, um, you know, even if you played in college or in high school or anything like that, you like think that way of go hard, be hard. And to go in for just five minutes is almost like giving up on yourself. It feels so just like, oh, you're, you're, you're letting yourself, you know, giving yourself the easy way out. And I think that's where we lose ourselves in this whole Mm. process. We lose our self-compassion, which is actually something it's a sign of strength, not weakness, self-compassion, which is, I think what we need more of, but Um, And I have another question for you too, because again, I I know we're talking about letting go of the world of aesthetics, letting go of working out for um, a look for a number on the scale, letting go of working out um, as a punishment for what we ate the night before. It's all about being there because you want to feel good and and working out strength training, especially I was just talking to uh, a client today. She goes, I never thought I'd like strength training, but she's like, I feel so empowered afterward. And you Mm. do the more weight you lift. It's just like this empowering feeling of I can do anything. And it does. You, you see the progression of, of, wow, I couldn't even do a push up, and now I'm doing 15 in a row. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So as we're walking away from this world of aesthetics, as we're walking away from, you know, the world of, okay, bye scale. I'll see you later. It can be really scary. Um, can you tell us about like a time? Cause I know I have definitely had my times even shoot last week. I was like, oh my gosh, like Christy, what happened? What did you do to yourself? You know, we all get those feelings. And I think to think that they're just going to go away once we're, we've healed our relationship with food or once, you know, we found our merry unicorn life of exercise, it's always going to be there. I feel like that, you know, oh, my body just not feeling it today. But to me, it's kind of like how I view my kids or my husband. Like, I love you, but I don't always like you a relationship with your body is that relationship to where sometimes you just need a break from it. Like, Hey, just, I I can't see you today. (laughs) I don't want to talk to you or else I'm going to say something I'm going to regret. And I think that's where people falter is they think that they should always love their body and always be happy about their body when really that's very untrue. So, um, can you, or even if you have an example of one of your clients or, or from you yourself or anything like that, cause I know, you know, with your clients, you work primarily with women, but about a time when, you know, your, your client or yourself was just so down on themselves about how they looked, you know, I'm just going to go back to the diet da, 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 and how you worked through it or got out of that really tough situation of, I don't like how my body looks. Yeah. So I I think at the start of this process is that it's not going to be that you like no longer care. The goal is to, it just has less value if that makes sense. So you're like, Oh, like I feel fat or I feel like I'm not, you know, like I've, I've fallen off the wagon. You might still feel those things, but those things just have less value because you're focused on other things. Like you're not going to stop working out or stop doing what you're doing. Um, because you feel like your body is like, you know, is, is looking the wrong way. So that's like kind of like the first step. 
I, I think it's important to understand like this is going to be a process. This is going to be something. And like, really the goal is not that you like, you know, you work with me for three months and you no longer care about the weight on the scale. It's that like the ideal is that the weight on the scale just has less value than it used to. Is that like, it doesn't dictate like what you eat that day or what you did, or like, you know, banning certain foods or, you know, training extra, you know, training extra to make up for like, you know, the added pounds or whatever it is, is that like, now you're just shifting the focus from strength to, um, strength to, and healthy habits, like is what you're focused on. So I think like, that's the one thing that I'll mention as well. And I, I think what you said is really good is that it's not like, it's never going to come up. Um, and I think one thing that's important to understand too, is that by being on this journey, you are going to be on a journey that is different from that of your peers, most likely. Um, and that's fine. And that's okay with that. And like, that's, but you know, most people are, you know, when I, when I tell my, you know, my non-online friends that I like, I don't work in weight loss. They're like, what do you even do? Like, right. like, that, like that's like, like, what is even your job then? It's like, right. yeah. So yeah. like, I, you know, I, I understand that like, not everyone's going to be on the same path as you, but that's why you need to really like choose it for yourself. I think that's like the, it's not to like impress your friends. It's really just to be like, this is something I'm doing for me. Um, if they don't see the value, that's fine because it's not their journey. Um, and we don't need to be like combative about it by any means, but just uh, kind of understanding that like the world around you does not reflect that currently. I think it is shifting to become more weight neutral, or I, I've noticed it's, it's becoming more nuanced than it used to be, which is great, which is awesome. Like even like weight loss coaches are being more nuanced than they used to be, yep. um, which is awesome. But like, we're still, you know, we're not in like a weight neutral world. There's still like a lot of focus on the weight on the scale and obesity and all this kind of thing. So you really need to like find value in it for yourself. Like that's, you know, I'm doing this because I want to feel strong. Strength training is empowering for me. I want to be healthy and I, I don't want the weight on the scale to dictate my every choice. So I'm going to focus on, you know, healthy habits that we know make you healthier, regardless of whether the weight on the scale changes. Like those are all things that, you know, we just have to like, kind of like slowly shift the focus, I think is like how I would, you know, approach that situation. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. It's uh very similar to, you know, it feels good. It feels good when somebody compliments you. It feels good. I, I don't think that's ever going to leave us as a human being. And that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to want to look nice. It's okay to want to do your makeup, not you, Mark, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, Mark, when you do your makeup and stuff, but um, <laughs> it's okay to want to do things and to look, look nice. And, and it's okay to get compliments. It's okay to want compliments, but it's now shifting the focus from, well, Hey, thanks. That was awesome. That felt great too. I need it. Like mm, I used to yeah. need comp. I used to need somebody to come up to me at the gym and be like, wow, like you look great. I, I needed that. And if it, I didn't, then I would work harder because I wasn't getting it. So to me, the outside validation was, was an absolute need, like water and air to me for yeah. me to survive. And, and that was where I think that big mindset shift has, has to switch. So yeah, and I, even I think- permission slip. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the scary part about that too, is that like, and I think even you experienced this back in your like athlete early your bodybuilding days is like, you know, you got tons of compliments when you were, you know, 12% body fat. Right. Like that was like, and then you stopped becoming 12% body fat because it's just an unrealistic body fat percentage for most women. No way. Um, And that is just, there's no way. Yeah. yeah, Like it's not like, it's like, it's almost, almost no woman will sit at 12% like naturally No. Uh, or like for long periods of time. So, Mm -hmm. and like, and you know, the, people can comment on you. It feels good to be complimented as like kind of an example. Um, 
but you know, the, the con of that, and like you, I think, you know, we, you've talked about this on my podcast is that like, you know, you gained 40 pounds and suddenly it's like, oh, Christy, Christy fell off. Right. Like Christy, like used to be yeah. part of the grind and now she's like, it's so like the, the needing that validation almost like sets you up for failure later or feeling terrible later. And it might not be like, even like that year, it might be, like, be something that like you were known as like the slim fit chick, um, who's like, so, you know, goals. And then you stop becoming that because you aged because people's bodies naturally change over time. Well, because you want to live your life. Like I, at one point I was like, I just want to go out and have a beer without having to work it off or without having to like skip breakfast or something, because I just don't want to have a beer. Like I wanted to live my life again. I, or you have, you have two young kids and maybe training six days a week is just unrealistic now. <laughs> Waking up like, at 4.30. Like, if we're, like, it's just like, you're just, you know, that was, that was fine when you were 21, but yeah. like, like, you know, eventually you just get other priorities in your life. Like, you know, um, it's good to have a fitness journey. It's good yeah. to have fitness in your life. We still want that, but we also have to be realistic on like, you have other things going on and like, yeah. that's fine. Like you have a job, you have kids, you have a business, like, you're you not have, a paid you know, athlete. You, yeah, you're yeah. not a paid athlete. <laughs> um, you know, you, you have other hobbies you want and like maybe training six days a week for two hours, like doesn't make sense anymore but training three days a week for 30 to 45 minutes. Like, so you can still have it in your life. You can still see the result. And like most women I work with train three to four days a week and are getting stronger. Oh yeah. Um, and they're not like two hour workouts. Like I work with a lot of like, I work with a lot of like young moms or yeah, yeah like thirties, forties. And like, you know, they have other things going on. Yeah. Like that's, I would never expect them to be like, okay, I need you to train six days a week, right? two hours. And yep. you know, if you have your kid's soccer practice, well, you're just going to have to miss that to go deadlift. Like, it's just not going to be yeah. like, we're, we're never having that conversation. That conversation is ridiculous. Um, and yeah. it's, you know, that's fine. You don't need to live fitness. Like you don't need, to, you know, it can be part of your life. You can still get stronger. It can still better your life, which is what it should do. Um, but like, you don't need to like be on this grind where you, you know, train every day or like have to sacrifice other aspects of your life. It should be enhancing your life as opposed to, uh, creating sacrifices. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I love that. And it's so true. I think and people think, well, because I used to think this, you know, the intuitive eating world or the, uh, weight neutral training world that you're you're a failure or that you're soft. You've become softer. You've given up on yourself or you're not trying hard enough when in reality, because you and I have both been through it and we both teach it <laughs> to clients. Mm. Our clients are the most badass, hard ass people I have ever met. They are some of the most like pe dedicated people to like self-care. And that takes a big change. You put me on a diet any day, put me on peak week, the week before a bodybuilding show. I'd do that all day long. Cause you, you eat exactly this, you do exactly this at this time, but to allow me to eat only half of this or a half of a cinnamon roll. Like there's no way I could have done that back then. Like balance to me was the hardest thing. And that's what we teach is, is you need to build your health around your lifestyle, not the other way around. You don't right. build your lifestyle around your workout schedule. You need to have the lifestyle build out that, that I want to be able to go out for a beer and pizza. I want to be able to go out and work out and, um, you know, go for that 5k run and do whatever, but I'm going to build my health around that because I want to be able to support my life. So yeah. that's what it is. You almost have to walk into your tank of snakes, your biggest fear to know that all of the stories you made up in your head about people 
laughing at you, talking about you behind your back, even if they do, it's, it's all made up stories. And if, even if they do, they're people you really don't want in your life anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's all kind of comes full circle in the end to where you find your people. Like I found, we found each other, you know, we, we have our community, we have our people that we, you know, we help, you have a great Instagram following. Um, you know, you have a lot of loyal fans on there. I love that. So that's something that's, that's incredible. Um, before we leave, I have one quick question for you. Yeah, absolutely. something that that stepping, I know, I think this is going to be hopefully the catapult to helping people transition, making that big transition from, all right, I've got to stop focusing on the scale. I just want to get stronger, or I just want to run faster. I'm going to focus on performance rather than the number on the scale, right? I'm going to focus on improving on effort rather than outcome. So I'm hoping this will be the catapult to that. So, uh, I'm going to give you a scenario. All right. Let's ready. say you're a beautiful, wonderful, awesome girlfriend who I love very much. Uh, she's going to listen to this podcast and be like, Christy has a crush on me. <laughs> um, I secretly do. But if you came home and, you know, one day and she gained 40 pounds coming from a male perspective, what would your thoughts be? Because when women think about this, we our underlying fears are that our partners are going to leave us are that we're not good enough, are that people are going to think poorly of us. It's very guilt and shame ridden to gain weight. We've been taught that our whole lives. Mm-hmm. So tell me from a male perspective, your thoughts on that. If a Kancha came home and she just, you know, what, what would you say? What would you do? What would your first thoughts be? Okay. So, to her. um, yeah. So I think, so the one thing that is like, I I've mentioned her before is like, I don't really care what you weigh. Like I've mentioned that to her before and that like, if you gain 40 pounds, like this isn't going to like change anything. Um, I always care about like healthy habits. So like if she was doing healthy habits and she was like, you know, managing stress, like exercising, like, you know, like taking care of like the things that she needs to take care of, like not being obsessive about food. Um, I think like, those are the things that like, I would focus on more. And if that resulted in weight gain, then like, that's fine. Like to me, like I've just shifted the goalpost on like, what is success? Um, there are people who are going to do healthy habits and gain weight. And like, that's fine. Like, that's like, you know, that's okay. Like, yeah, like you were, you were a great example of that where you're healthier than ever before, but like that yeah. included a 40 pound weight gain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think for her yeah, being supportive about it, I think would be fine. You know, reassuring her that like, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Like if you gain 40 pounds, cause I know like some, there is some like people do have some concern about that, unfortunately. So like, hopefully people's relationships are stronger than that, that if you gain 40 pounds that like, it, you know, it's not going to be over. Um, but I, I think just like, I'm, I, I wouldn't make her feel bad about it. You know, I'd still tell her that I care for her and that I love her and all this other stuff and make sure that I like her as is. Um, and then just, you know, let's just focus on, you know, healthier habits. And that I think is like, you know, the, the approach itself is not necessarily like, just to add on to that, the approach itself is not like specifically, like you can never lose weight. There are some people who will engage in healthier habits and lose weight anyways, as part of the process. That's also fine. The idea is not that like all weight loss is bad. The idea is that like, we are going to focus on healthy habits, like going for walks, lifting weights, like doing some kind of cardio, like managing stress. And then whatever your weight is, is what your weight is. Yeah. Like that's that I think is like the focus. Um, so yeah, I think that's like, is that like answering the question? Like it does. The, yeah. Because yeah, okay. I think the, the main thing you were, you were getting at there and, and every beautiful thing that you said was that you care about her. Like you love yeah. her, you want to be with her for a very long time. And as long as you're healthy, 
you don't care what she weighs. And I wanted my listeners to hear that from a male perspective, because mm. I think that's what we're all scared of is that if I gain weight, he won't love me anymore. Or she won't love me anymore or whatever it might be. So that's where I think we really need to stop telling ourselves the stories in our heads. Um, you know, unfortunately we go back to those traumatic experiences that we had and, oh, well, this happened to this friend or this happened to me back then. And, but this is, you know, a whole new world, you, you know, maybe even something in the past happened with you and your, your partner, whatever it might be. But this is where we have to start really leaning on ourselves to be, become our biggest cheerleader. We really do. We have to stop depending on other people for validation, even if our partner, I mean, I, there's three people I can name right now that I care what they think about me and including about how I look. And one of them is my husband. The other sure. one is me. And, <laughs> and so the other thing is it, it's, i care very much, you know, what he thinks about me to an extent now, you know, it's, I, it, he, he means well for health. That's what it is. But if somebody's like, wow, you should lose 20 pounds, you know, because you used to be skinnier than that. If that's something to where no, first of all, everybody knows what I do in my group of friends. Nobody would ever say that to me or you probably right. because they'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, that won't happen. But the thing is we've really got to start becoming our own best friends and understanding that we are not the general population. People that are in our shoes that uh, have an unhealthy relationship with food that have, uh, disordered eating patterns or eating, like not necessarily eating disorders even, but just disordered eating habits and disordered exercise habits of overworking out or underworking out, whatever it might be that we are not the general population. We don't just go on keto and then everything's fixed. Right. And mm. it doesn't, that's basically nobody does that. Right. All right. So that we have to do things a little bit differently. And sometimes it's like pulling back an arrow. You almost have to take a couple steps back in order to move forward. Um, Mark, I cannot thank you enough for being on here. We're definitely going to have to have you back. And I know we went over way longer than I said we would, but I just could. That's talk okay. To you for yeah. Days. Yeah. Happy to have yeah, a conversation. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell everybody uh, where they can find you, how they connect with you, how they can work with you? Because you are a phenomenal mm -hmm. trainer. I, I want them to hear more about you. I appreciate the kind words, Christy. And you did a great job in the program yourself. So you got to oh. give yourself some credit. Um, well, so yeah. So for me, uh, you can find me in a few places um, at training strong women for both Instagram and I'm starting to be more active on TikTok now. So you can and I'll find put me all these in the show notes too. So you guys have them. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I have my own podcast where really it's just to help like new lifters, like get into training in like a weight neutral way. So it's called who's lifting today has like picture of me in the front of it. And like, I'm just giving tips on like, you know, how to get your strength journey started. Like what are barriers to overcome? We talk about like how to train with a busy schedule. Um, you know, if you have, if you're trying to switch to weight neutral, what does that look like? Or what does that journey look like? Um, uh, Christy's been on several times, did a great job as well. Um, and in terms of like working with me right now, I have like one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's called the Badass Lifter Program. Um, you can find that on my website, badasslifter.com. And like, again, we work with like strength trainers, strength training, new lifters, like women who, you know, want to get into strength training, but they don't really know how to, or it's very different from their journey in the past. That's kind of what the badass lifter program is all about. And then it's not out yet, but I'm trying to make like a self-paced course to help kind of like people who want to ease into strength training um, and like, kind of like things to watch out for how many days you should work out, like the importance of rest. Um, all of those things are going to be like, you know, we're going to have, you know, a pre-made workout. We're going to have like exercise videos and how to do everything. And this is just to kind of like help new lifters, like get into strength training. 
I love it. Oh, that sounds incredible. And he does like give out awesome, um, it, on his Instagram, like tips and things like that with training as well. So, uh, whether it's at home or at the gym, he can accommodate anything, anyone pretty much. So yeah, well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on today. I know everybody's super excited to get a hold of you, click all the links. So all of his, uh, links are in the show notes below and all we have for you today so thank you so much mark we're gonna definitely have you on again thanks for having me this was great yeah i really enjoyed the conversation yay all right we'll talk to you soon talk soon